Welcome to the More Than Just a Doctor podcast. I'm your host, Lil Supranet, MD. I'm a life coach for physicians, a practicing hospitalist, a wife, a mom of two boys, a reader, a dancer, a dolphin enthusiast, and all the things. Just like me, you're more than just a doctor. And that's what we're gonna talk about each week. Doctor stuff, regular life stuff, and all the things that make life rich and interesting. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. We're back for episode 14, I think, of the More Than Just a Doctor podcast. And today I wanna talk to you about the reading scale and why it's relevant to you, even if you're not a reader. I am a reader. I love uh, to read fiction, nonfiction, everything in between. Um, Really my favorite is fiction. And I have this concept that I use very loosely in my life, um, but I call it the reading scale. And basically it's one to 10 of like what the difficulty or sort of engagement level of a piece of reading is for me and like where I am, where do I want to be on the reading scale? Where am I on the reading scale? And I use it in a couple different ways. And I want to share that with you. But first, let me tell you, um, let me tell you the reading scale. So a number one, that's, that's the bottom of the scale. And that's your Us Magazine, which is a classic. Um, Us Magazine, anything similar, whatever your sort of equivalent to Us Magazine is, that's your base. And that should be used for um, when you're in times of uh, great stress or, you know, you've just got nothing else to give. For me, Us Magazine is my go-to. The one problem with Us Magazine at this point in my life is I actually many times don't recognize the folks in there or I only recognize them from previous Us Magazine uh, episodes. Like I don't I don't know who they are out of context. And the other thing is, um, I think probably because I don't know who they are, they all kind of look alike to me, many of them. But anyway, I still love an Us Magazine. And I want to make a point here that Us Magazine or the equivalent, you know, your house and garden or your car magazine or whatever is that like super duper easy digestible thing yes you could find that stuff online but don't do it scrolling doesn't count it is not the same um as the active act of buying or checking out a magazine from the library where you're doing it on purpose and the thing you want to be doing is reading it Scrolling to me um, does not feel relaxing. It feels, or it feels relaxing in a checked out way, but it's different than reading on purpose, even when the actual reading is equivalent. So that's my plug about scrolling, not counting in the scale. So a number two on the scale, two, three, couple things. One, two would be like Twilight, Yes, I read all the Twilight books when they came out, some of them more than once, Um, but like super easy to digest, page turners, YA, so the complexity of the writing is not that high. 
And in that same category, maybe two, three would be rereading um, pieces of books I find very comforting. My favorite, one of my very favorite books of all time is Bridget Jones's Diary, uh, the first one. I just think it's like the funniest thing ever written. And it's like really brilliant social commentary. It's a little bit dated now, the social commentary, but still that and it's um, the book that it's um, flattering, imitating is Pride and Prejudice. And I'll also, that's another comfort book for me. It's also a brilliant, funny book. And I'll read pieces of that. And that's what I do when I want to read something sort of comforting or I'm in that space. Another kind of three level um, for me would be if I've got multiple nonfiction books going that are in sort of the self-development, self-help genre, like that's a three. Somehow having multiple threads of that for me feels different than reading one solid on purpose, like for my coaching or for something I really want to think about for myself. If I've got a few going, like that's like takes it down on the scale and I'm kind of feeling in that three, two, three, four range. Another place I would get kind of in the four range, um, adult romance, like from a good author um, or adult like formula thrillers. Like these are things that are very predictable. The, like the writing may be very good, but um, it's predictable and sort of fast paced and doesn't take a lot out of you. That would be in that four range. Five would be for me, probably like a Gone Girl, like a mass market um, thriller or one of those page turners, not too complex that everybody's talking about. I'm always wishing for more of those five level books, those books that you could just pick up from if you're at a rental house, like you pick up off their shelf and you start reading and on the first page or two, you're hooked and you're consumed. I love that feeling. And I love, I'm often looking for that five range and we're going to come back, come back to that. So then your six, seven range for me is like literary fiction authors I already know. And uh, so right now I'm reading uh, The Dutch House by Ann Patchett. She's one of my favorite authors. Took me multiple starts over the last year for some reason to get into this book. It's not a crazy page turner, but she's a fantastic writer. So the energy and sort of attention I have to give, I kind of put that in the six seven range. Uh, Barbara Kingsolver would be in that. Things that are higher, sort of higher level stuff, but not crazy long. Uh, For me, some people like love nothing more than a 600 page book. And I sort of like have to drag myself to a 600 page, especially like complicated literary fiction. That would be in my eight, nine range. A longer, um, sort of denser, Uh, written literary fiction book something that's translated that's literary fiction a lot of times those are like require more attention from me Um, things that are slow and slow to start and have multiple threads that 
like don't pay off for a while. So, you know, the book is going to be really good, but like you have to invest a good bit up front to get anything from the payoff. For me, the best example of this is Confederacy of Dunces. It's one of my all-time favorite books. Um, and I can dip in and out of that one, but only because I've read the whole thing through probably three or four times. But it's one of those like, doesn't make any sense in the beginning. It's got multiple threads and like nothing's paying off in the very beginning. And, and it's pretty long. So for me, that would be, but it's a huge payoff. So that would be in that eight, nine category. And then for the tens, for me, it would be, I actually have most of the books in the 10 category for me are books I have not read. So for me, mostly a 10 is aspirational, which I think is funny um, because this is just the way, like I've, I've had this sort of scale in my head for years and I don't know why I keep 10 away from myself, but I do. But one book that's in a 10 for me that I have read is War and Peace. And that hits it like that's a translation. <laughs> it's long. Um, it's dense uh, literary fiction. It has multiple subplots. It's a fantastic book. But for me, that's a 10. That book take a lot of attention. And for me, that that sort of book is the kind of thing that like takes a commitment for me and like I, I really have to mean it to read a book like that. Another, so my ultimate, ultimate book nemesis is on my 10 list. It's Infinite Jess by David Foster Wallace. I have started this book 10 times, maybe, maybe more than that. And I physically, it's a giant book it's known, if you haven't read it, it's known for um, the notes. It's got all the footnotes, like gobs and gobs of footnotes in this tiny print. Um, so it's super dense. And I had two copies of it. I don't know why I had two. And I drug them around, like move to move, move to move for years, probably 15 plus years. And I like could not get it read. I've still not read it. I've said I've like given up and made peace with it, but here I am talking about it as my 10 on the list. So perhaps I have not, but anyway, you get the point. So what does this reading scale have to do with you? Especially if you're not really a reader and you don't have to be, oh, I think you're missing out. Um, I love to push books on people. So the point for you all is what is your thing? Is it, if it's not reading, is it running or um, woodworking or even just the capacity to relax on the weekend with your family? Like, how do you feel going into the weekend? Or it could be the complexity of dates that you're planning with your significant other or vacations, but whatever your thing is, your thing or two, uh, that really kind of is something important to you that's not work, not medicine, um, and not in our like responsibilities, but I don't just mean hobbies. Like the reading skill is really to translate to like 
are you living your life kind of in the zone that feels good for you? So that's how to translate the reading scale. And I use the reading scale in sort of three different categories of ways. And I want you to think about whatever your thing is, um, your yard work or your, your writing or, or whatever it is. So I think about the reading scale, one, in just a purely prescriptive way. And often this is me recommending for other people, but, but to myself as well. I, I use it to recognize and give permission that if I'm in a super busy stretch at work or there's something big going on in personal life and I'll give, you know, for me, like having just had a baby, um, it's actually probably when I sort of named the reading scale um, after my first kid, like it was Us Magazine. That's, that was, it was a one. I was one. And I, so the prescriptive part is to, to recognize where you are and say, yeah, a one is okay. A one is what it should be right now. If you're going through a divorce, you want to give yourself permission to be in that one to two range. And so it's prescriptive to you for the place you're in. I also like to give it because I like to give prescriptions use it prescriptive for other people. We were, um, I'm in a book group. It's on pause right now for me, but for many years, a very uh, high level readers. And one of our friends in the group was going through a terrible divorce. And she was sort of berating herself for not being able to read whatever sort of eight, seven, eight on my scale book we're reading. And I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> you're supposed to be at a one. You're supposed to be one or two. You're going through a terrible divorce. And she's like, one, I've never thought of this in this context. And she's like, you're right. Of course, I have no juice, no bandwidth for a seven or eight book that we're trying to read. And so the other way to use it, and this is primarily where I use it in my life, is an awareness tool. So whatever your thing is that you want to loosely scale, this is where I use it most for me. And it's that like noticing where I'm reading naturally, like, am I down in that two, three, four zone? Am I pining for that lower zone? And for me, then that's just a, a, moment to ask or even for me like if I'm wanting to be in that five zone like wishing 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 I could find another gone girl like my question for myself is why like what's going on like am I working too much am I stressing too much over the kids am I frittering away my time on the internet like what is it that's going on that's got me here where I don't want to be for a, a whole long time. So that's how I usually use it. I'm like, oh, this I'm reading, especially if I know this, I've got multiple things going. Cause that's not like, some people are great at that. I'm not great at that. And I find it a reflection of my attention. If I'm reading multiple things at a time, it's reflective of like the way I'm feeling 
my attention in other areas going. And so, so then it just gives me feedback and awareness to say, okay, and then what do I need to change to get back to the life I want to be living and feeling? And then the third way to use the reading scale or your reading scale equivalent. And I think this is so interesting. I really had not picked up on this until the recent past. You can also use the reading scale with intention if you're not feeling at that six, seven, eight, I can pick a book and sort of commit and make myself sit through the discomfort of like the first few chapters being slow or whatever. And I find that then once I catch and I'm reading something at that higher level with the higher attention, if it's a feedback and then I feel more like the person who's able to read a seven or eight. And to me, that phenomenon is very similar to, um, but probably like more to it than how, you know, if you're smiling because you're feeling good or you're holding a certain body posture because you're feeling confident, like that's the result. But if you want to feel better, you want to feel happier or more confident, you can smile on purpose and you can change your body posture on purpose. And that actually makes you feel the way you want to feel. And so this, the using the reading scale intentionally to sort of change the way I feel, is just more of that same concept. So, um, one, I would love to hear back from you guys. If you have a scale or anything, it doesn't have to be one to 10 because I don't really like, well, I do actually, I was going to say, I don't really number the books, but no, I kind of do, but, um, it doesn't have to be exact scale, but do you have a thing that you pay attention to something that's your indicator light, your sort of canary in the coal mine that you're using to keep track of where you are in the feeling of life that you want to have. So I would love to hear back from anybody if if you've got one, what it is, how you use it. And then of course, because really I just use this podcast as a vehicle to talk about books. Um, Let me know if you, if you're a reader, if you go back and sort of think about yourself and your scale, oh my gosh, I would love to hear about your scale. Um, because for some people, you know, for my, um, really awesome book club friends who are much better readers than I am, the books that are eight, nine for me are probably like four fives for them. So my reading scale and your reading scale, even if you have a reading scale would be different. So anyway, I would love to hear about your reading scale, but what I really want you to do is just consider having something that you use as your indicator light in your feedback loop um, to make your life richer and better and more interesting. That's what I have for you this week. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you like this episode, you're going to love working with me directly. Sign up for email updates from me in the show notes. I'll send you a fun email every week called Friday Favorites. 
everyone loves it. Or if you're ready to get started creating your rich and interesting life, book a free consultation with me to explore working together one-on-one. I can't wait to meet you. You'll find these links and other resources in the show notes. See you next week.